Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Hey, looky here. It's the Pat and JT podcast. Pat and JT podcast. Grab that mic and get it close to you as you oh, possibly yeah. can. There you go. Well, oh, not as possible. <laughs> not that close. Well, so there I was. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Randy Goodwin's in studio. Jill is going to have to take a moment for herself now. <laughs> he was just deep talking right there. What? Can you cue the cheesy porn music? <laughs> well, and then that, and then that voice ruined it. Yes. And there's there it is. And there it is. The cold shower of radio. <laughs> why do we keep you around? I know why. <laughs> because you bring. Actually, Someone's got to clean the toilet. That's got, right. Oh my After gosh. you slobs. Uh, no, we need to first welcome, and that was kind of a rude welcome, honestly. But uh, Randy Goodwin's in the studio with us. Hello. 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 Yes. And uh, there, there's Omaha connections. There's movie connections. There's all kinds of things we need to talk about. I don't know where we should start. What do you think, Pat? Where should we start? Either one of my Pats. <laughs> we'll go to that Pat because he knows everything about movies and everything about <laughs> what's going well, on. Well, and yeah. that can kind of introduce how I first met Randy J. Goodwin. That'd so, be awesome. Okay, so um, we were all at the old Sweet 98 back in the day, back right? Back in the day. And uh, I was upstairs... And somebody said, hey, there's a guy, some Hollywood guys here, an actor, is down on Talking to the Morning Show. And I'm like, oh, really? And uh, I had done a lot of movie stuff with the with the, the station and all yes. that. So I thought, oh, I got to gotta go down and see who this guy is. So I go down, and and uh, he was in the studio. And uh, they said, yeah, he's in the, he's in the Natalie Cole story, uh, the movie about Natalie Cole, and he plays her, her husband. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So anyway, Randy. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, whatever. And so, uh, hello, humility. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, the cold shower of interviews wow. right there too. Listen, I'm just listening for a second. I'm hey. like, okay, where's he going with this? <laughs> it's it's not it's not dude. Where's my car? But it's close, you know. <laughs> so when Randy got off the air, I introduced myself, and, and it turns out he and I went to the same high school. What? He's, he's a lot younger than me, though. Yeah, we uh, both went to Creighton Prep. Yes. Yeah, and. Um, so we're talking, and one of the reasons I really wanted to meet Randy, I mean, because I love to, first of all, meet people in the industry, right. is I had written a script, horror film, and I wanted to give it to him. And uh, I had written this horror script uh, named The Call, and I had written the lead character to bleed. Let me to, preface real quick. Yeah. At this time, there had not been a script with what you wrote Chris the lead to be. Correct. A woman. No. I... Uh, to- <laughs> To be a black man. And humility knocks again. There There he is. (laughs) There was never an African-American lead in a horror film. The the black dude... No, no, because the black guy always gets killed off. You know, the the unknown actor. Yeah. Uh, In fact, I think... Well, it's almost 
famous. I mean, it's in, like stereotypical. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, there's the there's the unknown black kid. He's going to be dead in eight minutes. Yeah. So he I always, wrote the yeah, yeah I wrote the, the cheesy lead. bombshell exactly. or sleazy blonde. Exactly. You'd always yep. have, you know that would trip. She can't run to save her life. Uh huh. Um, yeah, but interesting and, enough, you know, the girl who trips and doesn't die, but then the black dude who's probably the fastest. Right. Yeah, yeah, he gets killed. <laughs> Makes no sense. No sense. And I think in the movie Scream Two. Kevin Hart parodies it. He's in the audience and he's like, oh no, I, I got to get out of here because the black dude, I, wasn't that the scream too? I think you're yeah. right. So anyway, so I, that, I, I wrote this thing and oh said, here, God. read this and see if you like it. So he read it and he liked it and he said, you know, uh, someday years later, I'd love to work on this thing somehow or somehow help get it made and, mm-hmm. and uh, lo and behold, we'll talk about that later, but right now, Randy J. Goodwin. So uh, Randy, I'm going to have you take it from there and kind of talk about your career. <laughs> and yeah. uh, how you got started? So, so yeah, let's let's start with the uh, high school, Creighton Prep. How how would we re- how would we have picked you out of the crowd in high school in Creighton Prep? What were you doing? Well, I was only one of eleven black kids. Oh, okay, well, Prep, well, so well, that was there, an easy pick out. Pretty, pretty good chance to pick you out. <laughs> That's an easy pick out, right there. <laughs> yeah, and, and one of the kids was rerun from what's happening, so you know he's not like him at all. Hey, Dwayne. If you, if you hey, Dwayne. If you look at our high school, uh, the football uh, team photo. You'll just scan through. You see everybody with their helmets, and then you see me with an afro. Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> 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 but awesome. uh, th- how would you pick me out? Me and uh, uh, my good buddy Shay Degan. We were the I, actors. I, I know Shay very well. Yeah. I yeah. Say. Yeah. I was in a little parody movie called Fuzz that him and his Wait cousin Jeff did. Was this your speaking part? Uh, well, you were in Fuzz. That was our project. Was it? Yeah, that was me and Shay. Yeah, yes. I played. I played. Obviously, I played the criminal. (laughs) But but yeah, we did that, and it became like a cult classic on college campus. I just showed that. I just showed my kids that for the first time six months ago. I found a Jeff. I found a DVD or DVD somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. My brother and I were in the dojo, and my brother got uh, Jeff shot him. Because my brother was getting arrested. Oh, so this was the remake then. Maybe. This, this, oh, this, sure. this was the remake. This of, is part two. What we had, yeah, what yeah. we had originally been, done. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we took that out to Hollywood. I took it yeah. out with me. I remember when they were out there. I remember when you guys were out. Jeff was telling me about like play-by-play of you guys out in Hollywood shopping it around. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm going I'm to blow people's minds right now. And I hope you're listening, Comedy Central, because you <laughs> stole it. You yeah. stole it from us. Right. Because some of the same people who were part of the Comedy Central, whatever the name of it, what was the name 9/11 of it? 911. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 
Um, wow. No, I don't think he did it, Will Smith. I don't think he <laughs> stole it. <laughs> but I had, I, I had written two episodes for that show. And one of them specifically was written for this kid, Victor, who looked just like Jeffrey the butler. And I thought, man, I'm going to write an episode where Victor plays Jeffrey's son who comes over from London and Jeffrey's family, they're butlers. So they want him to follow in the footsteps, but he wants to be Americanized. And I wrote this script and it was one of two that are oh, uh, three that I, that I gave over to them. But I truly believe that the person I gave it to took the credit for it because wow. Victor called me up two months later and goes, dude, I'm auditioning for your script. Hmm. And I go, I, and I had to play it similar. off. I went, which one? He goes, the one Jeffrey, the Fresh Prince, the, 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 the Jeffrey character's son. And I went, oh, good for you. <laughs> but in my head, I'm going, <laughs> I, no one ever told so me that mad. they took it and used it. And it is the episode. Silent wow. screaming. That is, that's, that's disgusting. Bad. Yes. Yeah. Holy but, smoke. And taking credit, you know that karma's got to come back around. I mean, yeah. does it ever, I mean, you ever seen that? What's that movie? Is it Johnny Depp that's in that movie? They took credit for the bu- for a book? For a um, uh, I know not what you're fear and about. loathing. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I keep having secret window pop in my head. That's not it. Oh, it's a good movie. Um, it's a really good movie. And the, takes, and, and the book was a murder. Yeah. And the murder. Oh, the room turned out to be room real. something or other room. Was it called room thirteen or room? No, no, that no, it? no. no. I don't no, remember. No, it's a good movie though. It Ooh. was. Man, you know, I'll think I, of it. I'll think. Of I it. got okay. ripped off too. I actually wrote a version of the movie Titanic before it really? came out. Called yeah, called I. I asked for more ice, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I think they stole it. <laughs> oh, that, from, man, someone stole it from Something me. Something happened. Damn right. <laughs> oh, I did another one with Will Smith, with Jim and I, man. Oh, boy. I did Jim and me, and they <laughs> decided because Jim and me was about my brother Jim, yeah, who was my clone. Gemini. Yeah, but you know what? You cast Wally Shawn in that role, and that's what ruined for you, because Wally Shawn, nothing like... This is going to get back to Will. Will's going to be like, dude, what are you doing, man? I can almost 100% guarantee you this will not get back to Will. We oh, will. 11 people. There will, <laughs> we, will, we will share the hell out of this. Yeah. <laughs> so like, really, you, that's how discouraging is that, to be able to share your ideas and, and have, and have I, even ideas yeah. written down in scripts, for God's sakes, yeah. and to keep them close to your vest. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, then, but then until you, the only way you can you get it know. made is to put it out there. Yes. You, you can't get it made if you don't. Yes, put it out you, there. It's, it's it's you keep throwing stuff against the wall to see what mm-hmm. sticks, and sometimes someone's gonna pull your your macaroni yeah. off the wall and run with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will, and then That's put right. their own sauce on it. Yep. Next, you know they've got lunch and you don't. That's right. <laughs> so right, anyway, so literally, <laughs> I apologize. So you so you you became what year did you go out to Hollywood? To, you started acting in what year? Um. Well, after after Lincoln and then the military, uh, I came back and worked with the family for a short while because uh, you know my, my you know my parents didn't want me to do this. My mom didn't. She just you know she was trying to protect me. Thought it was you know Hollywood. I know a lot of people out there. Uh, you're going to be a prostitute. You're going to end up being a prostitute. Yeah. You're going to be, you're gonna be a, a crack whore is what she right? told me. You're going to be a crack whore. You're going to be a crack whore. You're going to be a little brown crack whore. Yeah, yeah. by the way, you never gave me my change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was two That's, days ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> Can you break a 20? Yeah. yeah. A 20? You know, it, it, it was crazy. I, I've, I've wanted to do this since I was eight. And when I hit college, I was still sneaking off and doing plays and stuff, even though I went down there for oh architecture because that's what they wanted, something more practical. Yeah. 
And yeah. when my brother talked me into going to the military, you can be your own man and finish your education there. And I did. And then I also realized I'm 21. I'm a grown man. <laughs> yeah. As grown as a 21-year-old oh, yeah. boy can be. Mm-hmm. Legally grown. And I said, I'm going to pursue my dream. And I did. And uh, I ended up in L.A. Um, in 94. 1994, I went out. Wow. Uh, actually, 92, I moved to Chicago first. Oh my and I was doing stand-up. I was doing the improvs and the, uh, the funny firm and hit a few funny bones and was doing really well at it because of Shay. Actually, because of Shay again. Shay funny was going to move to L.A. with me. But uh, um, at the last minute, uh, he just he didn't. And I didn't know why. And I was a little upset. And it's kind of funny because a few years ago, years ago, he just... He he came over when I was in I was in Omaha uh, for two and a half years back in 2014 to uh, 2016 or so because uh, I come back to build the film industry here with a team of people Stacy Heatherly and a few others trying to get incentive mm-hmm. deals in place so I had to be here mm-hmm. while I was here Shay came to the house and he told me he goes dude I gotta tell you something man I didn't go with you because I was scared I was like what oh my God. <laughs> yeah I dude I was scared. <laughs> Yeah, I bet you were terrified. I was terrified, yeah. especially having to go by myself now. Yeah. But Shay, I got to tell you, is one of the most talented dudes, and it is a shame that he's not in Hollywood because we used to pull off the biggest pranks. He is. He would come on our radio show, our night radio show, and do voices. Oh, yeah. And he I would get people. That. I mean, it was belly laughing, <laughs> yeah. getting people... Um, I don't even remember what the prank calls were about, but he would get with his woman voice. Oh, the prank call. Carol or whatever oh, yes, it was. Yes. Carol. Oh, is this Carol? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He would do all that stuff. He would kill him. Belly laugh. Yeah, he oh, said, so funny. So, yeah, he's very talented. So, dude. what yeah. was the first role? What was, what was the first one? The first role that I got? Yeah. Um, when I got to Hollywood, uh, I got there in 94, 96. I had my first show. Uh, actually, first role was. Secret Service guy with Judge Reinhold, the silly cop from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, right. Yeah, he's not funny. So the show <laughs> never made it on the air because he's not funny. He's not funny. And <laughs> I'm banging on the table, yeah. Patrick, <laughs> tell me, stop no, doing excited. that. <laughs> Always trying to control the black man. Right. Just, one of my eardrums popped already. I was trying to protect the other one. You know. So uh, that didn't make it. And then um, I got... I, I got called for my first film ever, American History X with Ed Norton. That was my first oh, wow. real role. Oh, that's cool. First I real like role. It. Great movie. And then right after that, I booked uh, my first series regular role, which was Fast Track, uh, where I played the first black NASCAR driver with Keith Carradine and Fred Williamson and, and who else? Who else was on that show? Uh, executive produced by Larry Gelbart, the creator of MASH. Mm-hmm. And that wow. was it. The ratings were good. We, we did 22 episodes, but then Showtime wanted Larry to do more nudity and language. And he said, I'm Larry Gelbart. I don't do that. Don't do mm. that. And they said, Well, we're Showtime and we do. <laughs> yeah. And Larry said, Okay, I'm going to take a trip. And he pulled us all together and he, he said he's going to go down to New York and have a meeting. And he came back and told us he's going to let the show die. Because that's what they wanted him to do, and they weren't going to back off, so he wasn't either. Oh, wow. And I have much respect for that, because that's how I operate in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Could that have Absolutely. gone to another network? I mean, it was, the show was successful. It was popular. Could could you guys yeah. or Gilbert have taken that to another, no, because like ABC or NBC or CBS? The deal, the deal was made with, with, with Showtime, Showtime. Okay. And, so was there and he was breaking wow. it. Wow. That's Got it. True. He was that breaking sucks. the deal. That but at least he stuck to what he believed and well, what his yes. vision of the yes. show was. Like, yeah. Yes. It's too bad they wouldn't yeah. release him from it. And just yeah. Like, you know, we'll I mean, yeah. It's, right. it's selfish. And, it's, and, and it was very selfish as Larry because I was broke. <laughs> and you, I spent you all taken, my money. You'd have taken my first your pants show. off like that. Yeah. Dude, I... Pants would have been <laughs> gone. 
right? Uh, Walk into that that meeting nude. (laughs) (laughs) Man. But I had I, we had already been given a, a second season. We were already guaranteed a second season. So uh. me being a young, young, dumb actor, uh, I went, oh, we got a second season. I'm going to go ahead and spend what's in the bank. Uh, I'm going to go oh, fly around man. and hang out with my friends and yep. do this and do that. Yep. And I had spent it all. I didn't have enough money to fly back from Toronto. Wow. Because I knew we were getting a second season. Right. Uh, and oh, then he came man. back and said, I'm letting the show die. And I went, uh-uh. yeah. can I borrow... Um, <laughs> $20? get me back to <laughs> LA. 421 and the taxi will be... Hey, they do have yeah. these things called savings accounts. I don't know yeah. if you've heard of them. The yeah. banks have them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't hear yeah. about Gone. savings account until I was 30. Yeah, it, it was Nobody in radio knew about savings accounts. <laughs> no. And that wasn't that wasn't because we were ignoring it. There was just nothing to put in yeah. it. Right. Because there's a minimum balance in those well, things. I learned, yeah. I learned they my they get you. Yeah. They get yeah. you coming and going. They do. But then you did a show called... I remember Lynx. Lynx was a very cool show. Lynx was two shows after that because after... After Fast Track, I came back, and Warner Brothers called, and I booked a, a show called Hyperion Bay. Mm. That was with oh, uh, yeah. Mark Paul Gossler and uh, Bart Johnson, uh, Sidney Penny. And that was uh, started out to be a really good show, but then all of a sudden... What was the premise about Hyperion Bay? <coughs> it sounds like a Baywatch. Uh, Mark, Paul, Mark Paul was basically uh, Bill Gates. And... My character was, in essence, Steve Jobs. He was the geek that grew up that was bullied in his town, and he and I are partners in this big tech company, and we have one guy who owns it all. And he gives us free reign to open a branch of the company, this tech company, anywhere in the world. And Mark Paul's character chooses his hometown, which is a small bay community in Northern California, and we go to a place that the nearest Starbucks is three days away. And it's because he wants to prove that he's somebody now. Okay. Got okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. And, it started, and then it got, they, it started off good. But it then- started off good. It started off, they ran, uh, they ran the pilot and everybody loved our connection. We were best friends. And then um, Warner Brothers did not pick up my contract. Uh, Mark Paul, I called him and was wondering what was going on. He said, Dude, they came to me and said that you overshadow me and they're not going to ah. pick up your contract. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, we're fighting. He goes, because I just told him that this is going to make me a better actor. It's going to make the show better. And well, my character is supposed to be kind of cool Steve Jobs, a little different to show that you don't have to be a geek to be a tech guy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the hoop yeah. beer ring and I was Mr. Cool Mr. and everything. Cool. And they were like, oh, no, brother, you were a little too cool. <laughs> uh <laughs> We're going to have to remove you. And they did. Dang it. And then they brought in this much smaller, same complexion, light-skinned black dude who sounds like this. Hey, guys. How's, oh, it, how's it going? Uh, wow. Yeah. I'm the new guy. So cool. It was Merkel, I think. Jill White or whatever his name is. Merkel. That, that is the Urkel. Truth. Urkel. That's that right. Is, that's crazy. Even Joseph, Do- Joseph Doherty, Urkel, if, you, Urkel. if you remember... The show 30-something. Yes. Joseph was one of the creators yeah. of that yeah. show. Well, yeah. he, Joseph created Hyperion Bay. Joseph called and said, I'm not letting you go. I told him no. I said, Joseph, don't don't, don't lose your job over me, man. Just get this one, make it a hit, put me in the next one. And he said, no, we, we searched long and hard to get you. We got you, and I'm not letting you go. And he stuck to it, and Warner Brothers fired the creator of the show. Oh my but they couldn't kid? they couldn't they couldn't get it rid of him completely so they gave him consulting producer credit but they still had to pay him. Yeah. Wow. You know? Oh my god. Oh, this happens all the that time. Is unbelievable. It is crazy. Yes. Wow. It's like a, it's like a, a football team letting a receiver go cuz he's better than the quarterback. Yep. 
Yeah. Yes. You know, it's like yes. you're just going to make the whole team better. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. Yes. No, yes. exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, soon as, right after that, then uh, actually just before that, Lynx had called first because Lynx's first season happened during the same first season as, uh, as Hyperion Bay. And tell these guys the synopsis of Lynx because it was a cool show. It was oh, a very Lynx, cool show. Um, um, you remember Tim Reed. Uh, WKRP. Yes. WKRP. Yes. Venus Flytrap. Absolutely. He, cre- he created a lot of stuff over the years, and he did a show called Frank's Place uh, a while ago. And he owned a bar in that, didn't yes. he? Yeah. And yeah. this was kind of kind of a spinoff of Frank's place, but it was a political kind of a satire uh, uh, of a comedy, and starring Stephen Williams, who was the police chief from Twenty One Jump Street Got and it. and and X Files and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he is Link. Link owns this bar called Link's in D.C. Pam Greer is a is a lobbyist Oof. and. <laughs> Easy Pat. Pam Everyone in Pam Greer. When I well, when I was brought in on this show, well, okay, first season, I declined the show. They called and I declined it because it shot in Virginia at Tim Reed Studios. And I had just come back from Canada shooting fast track and I said, I don't want to shoot outside of the States anymore because I don't want to get stuck without any money. <laughs> <laughs> Ever again. Ever again. <laughs> Lesson learned. So I wanted to shoot in LA. And that's where in Hyperion Bay happened. And then they started the first season of Lynx, which I wasn't a part of. Hyperion Bay fell through for me. Uh, then it got canceled. And then the second season, uh, Lynx got picked up for a second season, and they were shooting it at Paramount. I get a phone call saying, we're moving to L.A. Would you like to be a part of mm. Lynx now? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I would. So then I went in, and I met Pam Greer, and and Tim Reed had me in, and and uh, the execs from Showtime, and uh, Susan Fails Hill, who was also... Uh, the co-creator and executive producer, and really great person. I loved her to death. Um, you had me at met Pam Greer. By I the know. Way. I was waiting. It's like I didn't <laughs> hear any noises. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I didn't. That's why you heard nothing. His he, eyes he rolled back talk. in his head. Yeah. Well, and he he mentions Pam Greer. So one day at Sweet ninety eight, uh, he came to town, and Lucas, you remember Lucas? Yeah. We used to work with Lucas. He was a nighttime jock. So Randy came in and he started talking about Pam Greer and I'm like, oh man. I mean, she's literally like one of my all-time favorite actresses. When I was 14, I would sneak into R-rated films like The Big Dollhouse and all these movies where she was naked. And so it's, it's a vivid memory. So he goes, well, here, let's get her on the phone. I'm like, what? And so he calls Pam Greer and we're talking to Pam Greer on the air. And she's just as sweet as, I mean, as sweet can be. And, and of course... So I had to admit, I said, well, you know, uh, Pam, because, you know, she was extremely well endowed. I mean, yeah. and I said, Pam, I just I have to admit I was a 14 year old kid and I snuck in to see the big oh. dollhouse. And I have to tell you that yours oh. was probably the first pair of breasts I saw on screen. And she goes, oh, honey, you do not want to see those now. They are dragging to the floor. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I think I still would want to you see would. them. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah you would. I'll help yeah, her pick would. them up. Yeah, you would. So anyway, there's my little Pam Greer oh, sidetrack. So after that, so, uh, after that. <laughs> so Patrick pulled his pants up. <laughs> we made him leave the, leave the studio uh, so we could finish the interview. Um, oh <laughs> you know, the oh funny thing about Pam, Pam is like my second mom. She is, well, actually, there, there would be a fight between Pam Greer and Debbie Allen because both of them oh. treat me like like I'm their son. That's cool. Um, wow. Uh, Pam, we play love interests. Oh. How awkward work? is that with your second mom? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I can only imagine. Pam is hilarious and very... 
Hmm, what is the word? Sexual? She is naughty. <laughs> yeah. She's a naughty lady that you don't want to I I I'm like, Pam, I'm I'm like, I'm the little guy. I'm the new guy on the show. I look up to you. And she would always have something to say like that. If I say, like, I look up to you, she's like, yeah, okay. I, 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 I can't, you, you know where I'm I know going. What you're saying. She yeah. was like that. And Pam is so, but she's the coolest person. She bought the entire cast and the executive producers bikes, had them all custom to each other, to each wow. person. Wow, that's awesome. And mine was literally a red, white, and black bike <laughs> for Nebraska. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. oh that's cool. Yes. That's and, awesome. and, and I go, Pam, mine's the only one that's not a low rider and doesn't have all the stuff. She goes, she goes, baby, because I know you're actually going to ride your bike. <laughs> well, and, Quen- <laughs> and if you're a Quentin Tarantino fan like I am, and literally my favorite film of his was a film called Jackie Brown that she starred in. Yes. Yeah, great With movie. now, sadly, the late Robert Forster, he just passed away. He played the, the yeah. Bill Bonds guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Cherry was yes. in, in the movie. And that literally, I just watched it again. Like, I've seen that movie a zillion times. It's fascinating. And he says the brilliant casting in that movie he says casting Pam Greer and Robert Forster were probably the two best decisions of my life as far as casting films because it also revitalized their careers by being mm-hmm. in a Tarantino film just like John Travolta's career with Pulp Fiction right yeah. Yeah. I mean Travolta, Travolta was working at Popeye's before that Pulp Fiction Big came out much. You know? <laughs> pretty much and uh, <laughs> anyway so we should probably start talking about you've done all these roles but then you always wanted to direct no Actually, you never wanted I, to direct? I didn't always want oh, to direct. Okay, cut the tape there. <laughs> oh, actually, it's not tape anymore. Is yeah. it? Cut the hard drive. We'll edit it. But unplug it. <laughs> no, no. The thing is, is, as I always thought I would blow up uh, as an actor. In my first 10 years, it was just show after show after show and this movie yeah. and that movie. And when it came to film, I would turn down a lot of, a lot of roles because you have to compromise so much. So... Uh, that's why you don't see me doing as much film in the in the beginning uh, as I did TV shows. Um, I can see why though, because you're always that close. Always. Why wouldn't you just keep? I mean, you just it's like it's right there, and then once again it gets taken away. But that close, and always. then it just gets taken away. So why wouldn't you just keep going back to the same well? It's got to hit, yeah. right? Yeah. So for for me, I mean, it's it's not about the money. It's not about the fame. Uh, in in Hollywood, you definitely become more famous before you become rich. Um, if I wanted money, I could have just stayed home and worked. My brothers who live here, me, I'm like, they driving <laughs> Maseratis, and you know, yeah. I mean, no, I could, yeah. I could have just stayed and worked for the family. You yeah. know, um, my family. But you didn't do it for the money; you did it because you want. I mean, it, it's, you to I do. was built for it. Mm-hmm. God built me for this. This mm-hmm. is what I'm supposed to do, and I knew it when I was eight years old. And wow, like I said, when I was off in high school and college, not supposed to be doing this acting thing. Yeah. Uh, like most kids would sneak out to parties, I'm sneaking and doing plays mm-hmm. and yeah. musicals. And that's not, when you know and you, that's, my you found what you want to do for the rest it. of your life. Yeah, yeah, when you're doing that. I mean, you're t- definitely afraid of your parents finding out you did a musical. <laughs> yeah. That's, like that never happened. I know. Yeah. Right? Instead of hiding weed in your bed, yeah, you're hiding exactly. like scripts. Scripts. What, yeah. are you smoking weed? No. no. Are you doing plays? <laughs> And then mom's crying, dad's holding her. Why couldn't he just smoke weed? Why couldn't he be on the dope? Like the like all the other boys. <laughs> like all the other boys. God. At least we know. Go get somebody pregnant. <laughs> Go knock someone Stay away up. from the theater. How can I the talk theater. to my friends about this? I, I know, right? God. Oh, my God. So, you know, uh, 
um, <laughs> I'm in Lincoln, and 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 I pledge Kappa Sigma, and we were doing all. I mean, we were sports guys, but we were also theater guys. <laughs> I'm going out there, and I'm dunking on somebody one day. The next day, I'm like, hello, my name. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, getting coming back uh, from well, going to the military, I was still I was sneaking off and doing stuff while I was in the military. And one, there was this colonel who we were really good friends. He really liked me. I got along well with the high brass in Colorado Springs. And I was doing stand up one night. Um, and the next day, I, I get to the base, and Colonel sees me, and he goes, "Hey, Goodwin, caught you last night." And I went. Uh-oh. Tell me what? <laughs> right. He said, I caught you, your, your yeah. show last. He goes, you are really funny. And I was like, oh. Do you know he was there? You didn't know he was there? I had no idea. Oh, oh man. I said, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. He said, okay, so I, uh, I got a question for you. You want to you wanna be a part of this man's, uh, this man's military or you want to follow your little dream uh, being a, what, comedian, an actor? Yeah. And I didn't answer him. He said, you need to make up your mind. And I said, are there's... There's no question, sir. He said, good. I said, I want out. And he went, whoa, whoa, what? Uh, I said, yeah, yeah. I want to follow my dream if I have to make a choice. Right. Mm -hmm. And after three years, they they let me go. Wow. Wow. And I came back, and me and Shay, Shay, uh, (laughs) uh, he he was doing a gig in Ottumwa, Iowa, where Tom Arnold's from. (laughs) This is how it really started. The stand-up really started for me. (laughs) And and he says, hey, you want to go to Ottumwa with me? I go, sure. So we go there, and I'm sitting at a table just waiting, and the club owner comes over, who also owns the hotel, and he, he and Shay are talking. I'm kind of listening, but I'm just kind of just looking around, and the guy says, so what are we going to do, Shay? He goes, why don't, why don't you uh, feature then? And we'll, the feature will headline, you know, we've got the headliner, and they, they're going back and forth, and he says, we need an opener. And Shay goes, Randy will do it. <laughs> Now I'm vaguely hearing what he's saying, and I go, huh? And the guy says, "Is he funny?" And Shay goes, "Heck yeah, he's funny." I go, "Who's funny?" What? Wait. He goes, "Do you think he'll do it? Yeah, he'll do it. I'll do what, man?" And he goes, "The guy says we want you to open the show." I go, "No, no, 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 no. I'm good." He goes, "You can have uh, all the drinks you want for free." I go, "I don't drink." He says, "Well, I'll give you a free room." I go, "I'm staying in Shay's." He said, "You'll make this." I said, "When do I start?" <laughs> And uh, he said, you got five minutes. And Shay goes, come on. We go over to the side and we just start going over stuff that, because, you know, we grew up together. So yeah. we've had a lot of funny moments. And he started, he goes, man, remember that, the, 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 the bicycle, the stationary bike in your, in your basement, the one that has all the dust all over it, that your mom keeps saying she's going to use. And we started, you know, da, 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 da. And, and uh, I was like, okay, okay, okay. And Shay's giving me the words like bees, hard bees and guz. Those words are the words that are funny words and beef and balls and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you can picture Shane's face because yeah, you know for him. Sure, for sure. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then it's time for me to get up there. And I walk up on stage and forgot all that. But I also said to myself, if I can pull this off, Hollywood's for me. Mm-hmm. And I stood there and that light, one light was so bright and I couldn't really see anyone in the audience, but I knew that everyone was white. <laughs> because we were in a Tumwa, Iowa. Yeah, that's right. For well, sure. you were in Iowa. And I and literally just, and it was quiet and I go, and I tapped on the mic. And then I said, just so you know, before I got up here under this hot light, I was white too. (laughs) And they started laughing. 
And then I go, and if I hear someone say, get a rope, and they just, oh. Oh, they start laughing. And then I go, do we have any, do we have any black people in here? And somebody goes, Jerry, he's mixed. <laughs> and it was over. I was like, I said, okay, Jerry, mommy, you know, and then it went from there and I knew what I had to do. So that yeah. was it. That was that, it. So five minutes or 20 minutes before you went on stage, you had no clue that was going to no happen. No clue. Because of that Shay. trip was going to change your life. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Some, wow. Yeah. And Shay had been doing it for a while and he was hilarious. He had so, such funny stuff, but we were the ones who were always doing the funny stuff in school. So his whole thing was, dude, I didn't bring you here to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. yeah. he kind of got yeah. me really started on, on the path of, of uh, the stand up side of it. The acting was something that I've always wanted to do, and stand-up worked for a while. I, like I said, ended up in the clubs, and yeah. and it was a blast. Thanks to Kugler Vision for supporting our podcast. They were the first. They yes. were the, they're great. Love Kugler Vision. Absolutely. World-class leaders in their field. Uh, without a doubt, people come from far and wide to have their eyes taken care of by their team. Dr. Lance Kugler, Dr. Mike Stunts, and the entire team is phenomenal. Uh, all you got to do is get online at kuglervision.com. That's where you make your appointment for your consultation. Have the consultation. They run you through the tests, and the tests the tests are almost fun. I mean, seriously, because you're in like this spaceship environment, and you're just rolling through these different tests, and at the end, they can tell you exactly what's going on with your eyes, what you can expect, what they can do for you, and here are your options, and you can decide. And if you want, you may end up doing it the same day, as yeah. a matter of fact. So ditching the contacts, ditching the glasses. I know we've talked about the whole paying for glasses over the course of a lifetime. New prescriptions, same way with contacts, getting stuff in your eyes when yep. you have contacts and you have to find your glasses. Kuglervision.com. Fill out that consultation. You do it yourself. It's a scheduler right there. You pick the day, you pick the time. Tell them you heard it on the Pat and JT podcast. And then transitioning to directing. What, uh, what, what made that transition? Every time I was on a TV show, it got to a point where uh, the directors who were there... See, on, on, on a series, the actors are the stars. Directors are the guests. They come in and do a couple episodes here and there. Okay, and sure. you come in and do a couple episodes, oh, and you come it. in. So we get to know directors here and there, but uh, I've worked with several on several different shows at that time, and there's this one, Mary, and she goes, Randy, what do you think about this scene? Because um, I like how you block. Because if we're blocking a scene, it doesn't feel right to me, I go... Gotta go. One second. If I cross behind <laughs> JT and you know, and, and they go, oh yeah, yeah, because then we only have to cross the cameras. We can do this. I go, yeah, you know. Uh -huh. So I start blocking shows that I'm on, and directors started asking for my input every show, uh, and then it got to a point where I'm like, you know what? Uh huh. Let me let me let me sit in that director chair for a minute. <laughs> let me let me let me let me let me show you what I can do, and it just began to grow from there. And the the true directing bug came out of necessity, um, because when you're in Hollywood, uh, especially as an actor of color, you have to be able to do more than one thing. You have to. Uh, so acting was doing great for me, but they kept wanting me to do soap yeah. operas, and they kept wanting oh, me to yeah. play the pretty boy role. And I, I'm like, um, you know, kind of like Brad Pitt was able to finally get out of the pretty boy role, that's what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. And in order to do it, I had to create myself for myself. That makes sense. So I started writing uh, and writing and writing. Well, it's got to be too easy for actors that get pigeonholed. Yes. And, and then you're sunk. I mean, or you just embrace it and you say, well, this is what, <laughs> this yeah, is, yeah. This is what I'm going to be for and the rest of my life. And you have to work out all I'm the time. I'm nickelback forever. for the rest of my life and that's <laughs> right. all there is to it. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? You're cashing checks, but maybe you're not real happy. Yeah. But see, you yes. Know? Yeah. Right? And, I, and I've seen too many people that are not happy. Right. 
but they're making a check and they have a good life, but they're still going, man, I, I want to do what you do. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do these roles. I but too much to, to risk that. now. Yeah. So, and well, it's probably true with all the actors though too, that it probably behooves them to know how to do more than one thing. Cause you see on TV shows frequently, you see the actors that are in the shows were the director of an director, episode. Yes. Yeah. A lot more yes. than it used to be. It used to be, it was, I, I assume a director just directed all of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Was it always nope. a revolving chair uh, for TV shows? Back in the day, you usually had a director do a lot more, like like Debbie Allen when she was directing the original Fame. Right. She was executive producer and she was directing everything. Yeah. You know, because were there a lot of directors? I'm assuming because I always picture the those who can't teach kind of mentality that those who can't direct. <laughs> that, <laughs> or, are all directors good actors? No. Oh no. So, but no, all, no, no. not all, and but all actors should know how to direct, no. but they don't. No. Yeah. You know, yeah. one of the first actors, this is interesting, one of the first actors to start directing was Robert Reed, who played Mike Brady yeah. in The Brady Bunch. So what happened was is Robert Reed never wanted that role. He just did the pilot, because, and he thought, this is the stupidest thing. Brady Bunch is never going to get picked up, and it did. And, and he was never happy with the show. So what happened eventually is he wanted out of his contract, and the show was doing real well. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, what if we, and he always wanted to direct, and they said, what if we let you start directing? And that's what kept him on the show, is he became a director on the show and stayed as... They kept him happy. Kept him happy that way. And and so he was one of the first actors to really direct. And he directed several episodes. Huh. And uh, so then that after that, I think that maybe the floodgates kind of opened, because now you do see a lot more actors or, you know, directing episodes. And that was probably what, late 60s, early 70s? That was late 60s, early 70s, yeah. When yeah. that would have been. So anyway. Yeah. Well, tr- a little trivia. Well, there. that's what you're here for, trivia right? Up, that and cold showers. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> talk about Pam Greer. <laughs> right. And her breasts. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, so, and Randy, you're in town because there's a screening of let's talk your about new you. movie. Yes. Let's talk yes, about that. Yes. Tell us about your movie. <clears throat> this is a, um, I'm a big fan of uh, the faith-based uh, movies, and they've made some kind of uh, uh, break through into the business. And, you know, a lot of people want to see more wholesome content. Uh, unfortunately... Most of the faith-based fare is kind of cheesy. Um, oh gosh, you often, yes, you, it is. <laughs> you, 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 and I, I, I hated having to hear, "Hey, man, you gotta see this movie." Once you get past the acting, though, <laughs> right? The message, the story, yes, yeah. the message and yeah. the story is so good. Once it's a little cheesy in the beginning, but by seven minutes and thirteen seconds, <laughs> you kind of start going, "Hey, this is pretty good." Yeah, I hated to hear that, so I wanted to go a little grittier. Uh, but still keep it um, clean enough for my kids to go see. And then I started going, you know what? I think we need, we, we need gritty. We need people to be able to see uh, real life. And that came about from this woman named Paisley. She pulled me aside. I used to go to church with her years ago. Uh, she goes to a friend's church. And she said, Randy, love what you do. Love everything you're doing. But as you're directing and writing... You know, when I was a prostitute and I went, I'm sorry, what? Wow. Mm. When I was, yeah, I was a mm. prostitute. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh. She was like, oh, my, my, my son doesn't know who his father is. I was like, whoa, what? Man. And she yeah. said, yeah. She goes, oh, I've done some damnable things for money. She goes, but this is, the, this is where uh, we can be taken from and taken to. So when I'm helping young ladies off the pole mm-hmm. or not to go there, when I'm helping young ladies out of human trafficking, mm-hmm. when we have support groups and we want to get together and do things and go see a movie or something, she goes, I can't take them to see Fireproof. I can't take them to see Courageous. That's not our lives. 
uh, we were in the gutter. That's the truth. That's that is the truth because every one of them, they are they're very squeaky clean. Yes, very squeaky clean. And yeah. I I want to like them. I who the actor in Fireproof? I can't. Kirk Cameron. Thank Kirk you. Cameron. I had, had they had a last name and I don't know what I was trying to make his first name something else. Mike Seavers. Trying really hard. Yeah, Mike Seavers. There you go. And he's put he's done several films, mm-hmm. and it is just like it's it's just really clean. It's cotton candy. Yeah. Well, or or they're very heavy-handed, or they're very... Here's another thing that... And I've seen a ton of faith-based films, and I agree with Randy. They're either cheesy or they're so preachy. It's like... Okay, Sometimes yeah. you have to yeah. let the audience think for themselves and not just say, see what I did here? I want you to get this... Me-. And yeah. too many of them are like that. It's like they're, they're overly preachy. Yeah. But that's the problem. The overly preachy is noticeable because the acting's not that great. Yeah. Because the story... Is is has to be guided by that. When you have good acting, yeah, you don't really look at it that way. You are you are just engaged in the story. And if someone is trying to tell you a specific message about the Bible or or a character, yeah. or something to do with God, if they're bringing it to you the right way, you're just, you're, you're engaged. You're like, oh man, that's I never mm-hmm. really thought about it like exactly. that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's, but if it's like this, hey guys. God, 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 God. <laughs> what am I talking about? God, God. Right. That's the difference. Yeah. You know, yeah. so no, this one is a, is, a, is a little different. Boxer kills a guy in the ring. That's a true story that I've always wanted to do anyway mm-hmm. because of Boom Boom Mancini. If you remember that boxer, he mm-hmm. killed Dooku Kim in the ring mm-hmm. and he never recovered in life or in the ring. He It'd be a hard boxing. thing to. I mean, seriously, and that and every boxer faces that. You know, it just happened this week, by the way. A boxer I was going to say yeah, Patrick that. Day what? was That's in it. Just have Patrick Day was killed in the ring. There's yeah. been a few of them in the last six months. Yeah, that have died either right in in the arena in the ring or, or right shortly after. thereafter. So oh, wow. yeah, can you imagine living with that? So I that, this, yeah. this film. I think really about that true. too. I love NASCAR. And so when you mentioned the NASCAR thing, I remember that. Um, but um, I think about that too because I remember like when Dale Senior died, mm. and Schrader went through. Kenny Schrader was the one that was right that hit him. Right. And and oh, they were buddies, yeah. you know. And to think, wow! But every one of those guys that's out there, they always go through that. You know, there's that possibility you're going to wreck or hurt somebody, and they're your friends. Yeah. But you're just you're doing your thing. So I'm going to have to bow out right now, guys, and yes. head okay. to a meeting. So, uh, Randy, tell them about the job, and I'll see you at the screening Saturday night. Awesome, buddy. Thank Excellent. you, man. Thank Thanks, you, Pat. Pat. So appreciate it. The job, uh, which I hope you guys can make it. Absolutely. Because um, yeah. you just said something, I can't. I can't really talk about it because you got to watch the film. Okay. <laughs> something. Something. And you. And when you see it, you're going to go, "Oh my God!" I basically I. I gave the film away <laughs> without even knowing it. But he's been dead the whole time. That's it. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I gave it away. I, oh, I no. killed. I killed Bruce Willis in the ring. In the ring. Wow. With a with a NASCAR. Yeah. 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 With a NASCAR. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn black people! You can never trust them. Oh, with a NASCAR. NASCAR. God. Bye. Whatever. Oh my word. I don't know what. Oh I'm... lord. Oh, I, I say this a lot. And ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Stips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that for years. Every it's time he says something, I go, oh my God. ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Patrick Stips. There it is. That's yeah, exactly. So. Yep. All right. So the movie, um, just getting ready to open up. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, tickets are at a premium. No. No. This screening is a private screening special screening for people here in omaha nebraska only we just came from uh big ones in los angeles hollywood um uh burbank um but the movie will not be released until 2020 
Oh, nice. so this is a special like a screening, screening for my Nebraska for my Omaha That's people. That's cool. But when I say tickets that are premium, is that they're not easy to come by. Definitely not easy to come by. Right. Definitely not easy to come by. As a matter of fact, there is a wait list. So people are going to be showing up. to. They've already said they're going to show up to the theater in hopes that some people don't show. That's amazing. That and is. Tell you what, um, this, and as we speak, this podcast is dropping on Friday the 18th. Yep of October and um, I'll check our on our, our Facebook page in particular because we're going to have some tickets to give away and we'll have the postings up there and we'll make sure that you get put on the VIP list if you're chosen as the winners to get yes. a pair of tickets so you will be on that list and you'll be able to see this film this is this is super exciting where's the film going to be screened to by the way it's going to be at uh, Westwood 8 Cinemas on oh, our 25th nice. Center Very nice. um, I chose this theater because it's nostalgic used to go there as a teenager oh my god um, yes also wanted to go to Dundee first because that's also another one we all used to go to young. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, they weren't showing me any love. Oh, really? Well, you know what? Oh. Screw them. I went, I went with who? And, and I didn't yeah. tell them this before. But I said, whoever I end up screening with because they're showing love to a hometown boy who came back, that's who I'm going to have every premiere mm-hmm. with all of the films that I do mm-hmm. in Omaha. They're going to be from that theater. That's awesome, and that and that awesome. theater is very nostalgic. That's why I went love as a kid. Yeah. I love that theater. Yeah, um, good popcorn. Yeah, oh, delicious popcorn. <laughs> you can smell it in, on the street. I agree with that, hundred percent. Yes, that's really cool, though. That'll be that. Now let me ask this: because there's like a, are you part of the club then of the Omaha-based LA uh, Hollywood elites? That we've got, right? We've I got guess. Um, people Payne's keep telling the, me I'm on that list. You're on that list? <laughs> but, so that's you know. how we all met. Do you guys have a monthly, you know, kind of like a get-together? Uh, no, <laughs> no. We have this thing in L.A. called the uh, Nebraska Coast Connection. And I stopped going because too many people were going that weren't from Nebraska. I didn't understand that. Well, you know, and, and the guy who runs it, Todd, he says, well, you know, everyone's welcome. I go, then it shouldn't be called the NC, Nebraska Coast Connection, <laughs> NCC. It should be called the Everybody Connection. Right. 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 Drop the name of it then. <laughs> yeah, I said at, I sat at, at one years ago, we were at CBS. There are about 60 people. You go around, you introduce yourself, where you're from, uh, how you heard about the place. And uh, out of those 60, 40 people would say stuff like this. My name's Gary, and I drove through Nebraska. Oh, gosh. Once. <laughs> Once. Uh, One time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. It was, uh, hey, how you doing? Um, uh, I have relatives there. I've never been there, but I, I have relatives in Nebraska. That's like, their connection. Count? That's their connection. And I go, See, and I was kidding. I didn't think that was really a thing. Because I'm thinking, oh, yeah. like, in my mind, I was like, you know, if you go to Husker games, there's always those Huskers, the Californians from mm, Nebraska, no, and this and that, and they have their no, groups. Um, no. They, it, oh. it got around to me, and I stood up. Good. I stood up and I said, my name is Randy J. Goodwin. I am born in Omaha, Nebraska, raised in Omaha, Nebraska. I went to Wakanda Elementary, Nathan Hale Junior High, yes. Northwest, and Creighton Prep, the University of Nebraska at Lincoln. I am born red. <laughs> Everybody, and only half people knew what that meant. And they they went, right, I know, right? Like, I don't know what that means. And I, said, and, I, and I said, and I am offended. Yes. Really? That there are so many people here that really have nothing to do with Nebraska. Yeah, and right. I, and I, I didn't go back to uh, NCC for 15 years. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. So uh, being out there, I always have people from Nebraska call and say, hey, my daughter's coming out. You know, she graduated. Can you show her around? Can you introduce her to people? Can you watch over her? Uh, Hey, my neighbor's son or hey, you know. So and I do. Anybody from Nebraska who comes, I meet with them. We have coffee. We have dinner, lunch, whatever. That's awesome. And I try to help them. That's try to really help them cool. out if they want to pursue this business. It's not easy, and and yeah. a big part of it is who you know. 
That's uh, isn't that the truth? The networking yeah. is so important. Yeah. So I just try to I, I try to uh, to help these people, um, and it just got to a point where uh, I wanted to come back here. To be yeah. honest with you, and start giving people uh, hope here. Right. Because I didn't have that. I, I do these acting writing seminars called Navigating Hollywood with Integrity, and then another one called What I Wish I Knew. That's and awesome. The whole point is I wish I knew me, meaning I wish I knew who I was more, yeah. but I also wish I knew somebody like me who's saying the same things to these kids today that could have said it to me because yeah. I had no one. Mm-hmm. I just spoke at Elkhorn South today and then Elkhorn High yesterday, and I got a couple more things coming up. And I love talking to these teenagers. That's great. So are you, are you trying to establish or have you already established some kind of a, a program, so to speak, here in Omaha? That's well, going to be Omaha-based? Is that what you're hoping to do? I started doing that back in 2004. Okay. That's when I really started doing the Navigating Hollywood with Integrity uh, thing. And then people jumped on it and said, hey, you should start charging people. And hey, we should do this online. And every- then people wanted to make money from it. Right. It wasn't about money for yeah. me. Yeah. I want to help keep people in Nebraska. Did you know from the Johnny Carson mm-hmm. Conservatory in Lincoln, mm-hmm. seven out of nine graduates leave? You know, that's interesting you said. How, okay, how many of those do you think ever come back? All of them. See, that's, I think that there's, there's this wanderlust that's in Nebraska. I moved away. I went to Arizona, mm-hmm. right? Pat moved away. You know, it's like, but we, we, you come back. There's yes. a boomerang effect. You, you eventually, it's like, okay, this was all fun, but I'm going back over here now. Yeah. Um, but to have something to come back to mm-hmm. or have a reason for them to stay here in the first place. That's, that's my point. Yeah. I, I told the kids that uh, yesterday and today, and I said, look, there was about 70 yesterday. And I said, look, how many of you guys want to get out of here? Every hand went up, and mm-hmm. I go, you'll be back. Mm-hmm. You'll be back when you start getting a little knowledge in your head and a little life under your belt, and you'll realize that uh, the Midwest is the place to raise your kids and to be married and to have a good life. Uh, and everybody that I know, I'd say most, about 90%, have returned. Mm-hmm. That's about yeah. right. Isn't that yeah, crazy? That's about right. No matter yeah. what they go for, no matter yeah. how long they go, it but they, you know they eventually come back. Eventually yeah. they mm-hmm. do. It's yeah. true. You know, Pat's got a little Hollywood connection himself. Uh-huh. I do. Was that with uh, Bergen Mercy? Oh yeah, uh, yes, no big deal. But uh, Gabriel Union and I were born on the same f- uh, same floor uh, of Bergen Mercy Hospital. That's your connection. Same, same, That's same, your NCC. Same same year. Okay. Same, same month. Year, same month. Same I think floor. same week. Actually, I think it was. I think you were the same week too. Yeah, Gab, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gab's. Uh, my mom and and Gab's dad. We're in the second grade together. I've known her for a long That's time. That's hilarious. You know, actually, when she came, last time she came, uh, was it last year with uh, with Dwayne, and they were at the Lincoln game, and I was at the, I came for the same game, but I had just ruptured my Achilles. I was on crutches. I didn't go out on the field. Uh, we were in the back playing these games, and they were doing shots, <laughs> and I was in excruciating pain, and I was trying to take pictures and look... Look fun. <laughs> You're cross-eyed and terrible. Pain. It was the worst. And then they go, and they were calling them onto the field, and they go, "Are you going out?" And I go, "I'm going home." <laughs> I literally uh, had they had to take me back to Omaha. It's, it's, I'm good. Like, it's too much right it after surgery. Too much. Too much. How'd yeah. you do the Achilles? Well, they always say have a good story. I actually do. He's, he did his too because you guys. Too, I can't. Story, let's yeah. let's do it. Okay, let's. I actually have a good story. Okay, so. Um, I had a chance to play pro ball a couple of times, um, uh, basketball, and I chose acting. Um, there's a lot more to that story, but I chose acting. And in the process, I still play in a lot of celebrity. They have an NBA entertainment league. 
and I play in the celebrity games. Uh, used to play in them all the time, especially in my 30s, 20s and 30s. And, um, you know, we, we play with uh, Magic and... Oh, that's cool. And, uh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, all the guys, yeah. Yeah. you know, the big that's boys. That's cool, yeah. If you can play. So, and there are some actors who can really play. You know, Dwayne Martin, they call him Shake. He could, he could play ball. Morris Chestnut can play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's got a little bit of game. Uh, Justin Timberlake, he's got a little bit of game. Denzel Washington dance, thinks though. he can play. <laughs> and if this gets back to Denzel, yeah, he's a hack. Uh, <laughs> he likes to throw elbows. Ah, there you go. <laughs> but this particular weekend, um, I was playing at uh, 24-Hour Fitness. It was Magic Johnson's 24-Hour Fitness. And whenever I play with with magic he always makes me guard him now i'm six two he's not, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he, what grade do you think he was oh he's he's what that's a big boy yeah was he, and, s- and was he six two probably what seven he's probably six oh, two p- and five grade. yeah five, five, <laughs> five yeah. years old yeah but he uh um and i love guarding him because i like guard like when i when i was here and uh, uh down in lincoln and we would have summer leagues back and forth between Omaha and Lincoln. And I would play in, with Benoit Benjamin and them. I was just that guy at 5'9 at who had a ridiculous leap. And I, could, I was dunking over those seven-footers. Yeah. So wow. I didn't hit 6'2 until 25 years old. Jeez, yeah. I, I, I started growing in the military again. I was only 5'9 as a freshman in college. Yeah, That's crazy, yeah. So anyway, at 6'2, we're in L.A. I'm playing ball with the guys and, you know, I'm – me and Magic are going back and forth. I hit a three, boom, he hits a three. I come down and I go fake up, and he comes at it. I go around him and I put it up. I'm like, I'm too quick for you, man. Too quick for you. <laughs> and he's and then he backs me down. I'm too strong for you. And he just lays it up. You know, yeah. we're playing that game. And uh uh man, he's 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 got these hands that are like magnets. And they suck the ball back no matter what happens. It's weird. Uh, that's, that's a whole other story. But let me get to fair. the end. Yeah, that is fair. I was going to say. So we, we end up playing. We get down to the wire, and he wins the game for them. Um, but in the process, he throws a couple of magic passes, and his guys can't hold him. And I keep going, if we were on the same team, that pass would have been caught. <laughs> <laughs> so after that game, he goes, you coming back tomorrow, right? I go, yeah. He goes, we're playing on the same team tomorrow. I said, okay. Okay. So I came back the next day, wasn't on the court for five minutes when I was jogging down the court, and I looked, and I saw an opening to the basket, and I saw the point, and whoever was under there was getting dunked on. That's all I saw. And as I cut, pow, I hit the floor. I thought someone tripped me. Yeah. And I turn around, I go, who hit me? And everybody rushed over, and they go, stay down, stay down. I go, no, 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 who hit me? Now I'm mad. I go, help me up. I stand up, and then I fall to the floor. And then I went, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I knew what it was. Right. Because The Rock had just blown his, and my buddy uh, Morris Chestnut had just done his, too. Two guys were in phenomenal shape. And I just went, no, 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 no. A move, a cut you've done a million times in your life. A million times. And that one time. And it wasn't even the push-off leg. Mm. That is crazy. I pushed off, and this foot hit the floor, the left, and and I just... So it was the... did it even have all the weight on it? No. What it the was, heck? It was weird. I think it, it uh, again, just kind of like with this movie. Yeah. It was just one of those God things. It had to happen because the things that happened because of that injury, I never would have done. It oh, that's, me to that's do interesting. Things that's to very be able to finish yeah. this film because I learned what it took to make a movie that's from beginning to end. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so let's go back through <clears throat> about the movie. 
when it's going to be showing as far as the tickets we got given away, but we are not, it's not coming out till next year. Next year. Yes. This, uh, this showing is this Saturday at 6 PM, uh, Westwood eight cinemas on 125th and center. Um, look it up. It's called the job. It's called the job. Who's who's who else is in it with you? Uh, Kendra, Kendra C. Johnson. She is, uh, from uh, Tyler, one of Tyler Perry's hit shows. She was a, one of the leads. Uh, Love Thy Neighbor is, is the name of the show. And Ben Adams. Ben Adams is a young actor who's up and coming that everyone freaked out when I chose him because there were some big names who wanted this role. I mean, That's there was cool. some... The kid who played Spider-Man on Broadway, he wanted it. And wow. he was good. The mm-hmm. audition was phenomenal. He just looked a hair too old. Mm-hmm. Uh, another kid, Will Rothar. Will Rothar... If you look him up on IMDb, you'll be like, man, yes. So when we finished, well, when they put the breakdown out for this particular character, uh, 9 a.m. on Monday morning, we had over 500 submissions for this role by 5 p.m. Jeez. That's awesome. So they, they narrowed it down for me. I told them, call me when it's down to about 20. Mm-hmm. So now it's producer sessions. I go in, uh, walk through the waiting room, and it's packed, and I see all these guys, and I see all these recognizable faces, and I'm going, whoa. Mm-hmm. They do know they're getting a hundred bucks a day, right? <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a typo, was there? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Will goes, Randy, and I go, Will, what's up? I haven't seen him forever. Uh, he gives give me a hug right there. Everybody else went. Uh, yeah, it's right, going it's to Will gone. because Will was actually the biggest star in the room too. That's awesome. That's what a, what a move. Yeah. You know, I mean, I really, know. right in yeah. front of everybody, it's kind of like, yeah. Oh, but hey. total power yeah. move. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, he didn't know it was me that's that was funny. directing this. That that so was he the was writer. sincerely oh. surprised. He was sincerely that's surprised. Funny. That's I awesome. had my youngest son with me. I had, you know, I had my tripod because I'm I wanted you know capture stuff for my own self. And uh, we, I go in the room <laughs> and. 18 out of these 22 people, actors, said in some variation these words, Mr. Goodwin, this is the best script I've ever read. Wow. And I go, really? Hmm. Huh. You were in Braveheart, dude. Wow, that says a lot. You were in the story of Paul, this one Australian kid. He was like, he's like, I was in the story of Paul, and I'd love to be in this movie, man. I've got to be a part of it. I've got to be a part of it. Oh, my gosh. I said, uh, we'll see. Yeah. I love your work. I love your work. And then he read for us. And I was like, wow, he's good. Mm-hmm. He was just a little too buff. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed a small, squirrelier guy. But I was looking for something that I didn't have to tell any one of them. And when it got to Will Rothar, Will, <laughs> he came and he sat down and he crossed his legs. And, and uh, he was just so cool. But his characters, he always plays... The Lost Kid. Um, did you guys see Battle L.A.? Uh-uh. No? Well, I'm going to look him up real quick. Battle L.A. with uh, uh, Aaron Eckhart and with the aliens that came down. And- uh, oh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is some years ago. Well, he, yes. was, he was the main young soldier. He was the kid. I know who you're talking about. That's Will. Yes, I know who you're talking about. But Will in real life, cool as a cucumber. So he sat down and I said, Will, can you rap? Because this kid, he had to be white and he had to be able to rap. Because there's a point, there's a reason for the rap. Okay. Uh, and it has to do with having faith, just a little bit of faith. And this kid, Will, sits down and he says, Well, I can rap a little bit, you know. He goes, <laughs> and he's real, he goes, I just did this for, uh, for my brother's wedding. And he leans back and he just rattles off this thing and it was so cool. <laughs> and in that moment, I, I said, okay. in my head, 
Will's too cool for this role. <laughs> yeah. So I literally go without the exec, the other execs knowing or the casting director. I said, Will, can you can you throw a football? He said, I used to play quarterback. I go, that's Seriously. perfect. Because I have another script about a white quarterback from Creighton Prep. He's the number one quarterback in the nation who chooses to go to an all-black college. Awesome. That's a great, that's right. Yeah, I don't even say yeah. anything else. But it's yeah. about the relationship. Right. Yeah. But when I told him, I said, uh, afterwards, without uh, uh, everyone around, I said, I want you to do this football movie. And he goes, mm-hmm. bet, I'm down. <laughs> I said, okay. So then we're back in the room. And we finish up with the last person. And the casting director turns to me and says, so should I call Will's uh, manager? I said, no, call Ben's. And they all look at each other. They go, who's Ben? And I go, Ben was the third guy from the last. So they're looking through the headshots and they go, <laughs> this kid? <laughs> I go, yeah. He goes, he's got no resume. He's got no name. Yeah. I said, make then let me be perfectly clear. This movie does not need a name. I go, the only name that it needs is that one. Mm-hmm. And I point it up. Yeah. And they go, oh. <laughs> I mean, they can't argue with that. I know. <laughs> and I said, no, seriously, this is this is this is a serious God project for me. Yeah. I go, it's not about me. It's not about them. I'm going with who is the best man for the job good for you and when uh when i called him and let him know he went what yeah i thought you were gonna pick that will guy (laughs) right (laughs) everybody was was even shocked he's like i knew it was going to him (laughs) you know what honestly that probably released a lot of tension for the whole room (laughs) because everybody's like well yeah i'll just go do my thing right did it and and we're out so nobody's really stressing well it's a funny thing um when i got to hollywood you know who the guy was who booked everything that I was up for was uh, Blair Underwood. Oh my gosh. Blair is an awesome guy. Right. So we'd go in, I'd sit down, and then, you know, uh, Blair would come in and casting director would walk out and go, Blair, how you doing? <laughs> Give him a hug. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And we would all go, watch him go in, then we'd audition, and then we'd see him on the show. Yeah, I go. Yes. Five years later, guess who that guy was? There you. you. It was me. It was you. Then I'm going into the room and Blair's coming in and Blair's going, oh, <laughs> you're here now. And there's this one guy, another actor, uh, Dorian Gregory. I, I, he was on Baywatch Nights and he was the 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 cop from Ch- uh, Charmed. That's where I know him. Charmed. From. I didn't watch okay. Baywatch Nights. I'm just trying to think. Dorian, Dorian Gregory, that's not where I know him. Okay. It's so funny. He would, we would always be at the same auditions, but I'd book them all. Mm-hmm. And with Fast Track, when uh, uh, I walked into the room, he goes, oh, man. And he got up and he starts putting on his backpack. And he says to all the other guys, he goes, y'all can go home. And one cocky guy goes, why, you think you're going to get it? And he goes, nope, he is. He gave me me a, a, a hug and he walked out. He literally walked out. He did not audition. He's like, really? That's funny. And of course, no, I got is. called for it. So... That's a funny thing. I love it? that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's fun. You know, you, you do have some really good yeah. friends in the business. A lot of people are... For all the downside, you do have some good friends. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, yes. you have good experience. But you know there's also the vultures that are out there, and yeah. you have to navigate all that. Thank yeah. you for coming and being on our podcast. No, absolutely. Yeah, Randy, it was awesome. Having me. It was awesome. This I'm is Seeing you guys after all these years. This is awesome. Yeah. I can't believe... Because we were trying to figure that out, and we figured it was like 2002? Yeah, three, two, four. Three? Maybe. Four. 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 Yeah. four. Yeah. I was yeah. doing Abby in 2004. That was with Sydney Portier's daughter. 
Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, look it up online, guys. You'll, you'll know. The minute, it's like all the all the, the parts you'll see because <laughs> you've been in several different TV shows. Yes. You've been in other movies. Yes. So Randy J. Goodwin, the, show, uh, the movie again is called The Job. Good job. Be watching for it next year and on Facebook today. Yep. As we speak on Friday, the 18th, the 18th of, of October. October. Yes. Randy, thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Pat and JT Podcast. A Parkville Media Production.